Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready to rock with Firehouse. Wild Rose Casino and Hotel welcomes Firehouse to three big nights of rock. Thursday, July 20th, Emmitsburg. Friday, July 21st, Clinton. And Saturday night, July 22nd, Jefferson. All shows outdoors, all shows free admission. Firehouse is going to rock Wild Rose Casino and Hotel. You'd rather be here. See wildroseresorts.com for more. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. It is Thursday, the 20th of July. My name is Chris Williams. I am joined by Chris Hassel. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. We are live from the Channel Seed Studios. I hung out with all the seedsmen and women yesterday, Hassel, up in Storm Lake. I uh, spoke to them about Iowa everywhere and small business marketing and... Really great people. Really, really, really enjoyed myself. Well, those seeds, man, they're salt of the earth, I say. Boy, they really are. It was a really good time. I also found, so I'm up there and spoke and got to meet some of the management and stuff and just hang out with those guys. It was a great event. And um, I'm driving home. I found the world's nicest rest area. Oh, I saw you tweet that. Oh, my God. That looks amazing. I didn't want to just... Like, take a crap there. I wanted to kick my feet up. I wanted to relax. They had, like, a like a shop. You could buy, like, a new dress if you wanted to. They had a coffee shop. Really? They had, yeah, See, that's always place. been my problem with, with rest areas and why I never would stop there when I was driving through Iowa. I would always just go to, like, Casey's or Come and Go. Because I, I always wanted to get, like, a coffee or Oh, this place a had a coffee and, shop. And snacks. It. Yeah. And the rest stops usually don't have anything. I really didn't want to leave. What I just is wanted that? To is s- that a Morton building? Yes, I reckon. Is it really? Yep. It's like a really juiced up one. Yeah, piece of art. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Shout out to our friends at Channel Seed for that and having me out there. Seedsmanship at work. British Open is underway. Do you call... Like the, do we act, we don't call it the British now? So it's the it, Open Championship. Yes, and you know I I work for CBS, which is re- really 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 into golf, as am I. But like we have to call it the Open. The problem is when you call it the like in a regular conversation, you're not calling it the Open. You're still calling it the British Open because I'm t- most people, even if they are sports fans, like well, which Open? The U.S. Open? British Open? Yeah, no. it's confusing. Yeah, I, I. But when we were I, kids, I wish they we could just still call it, the call it. Yes, I know, I know. And then 
I think they were like, well, we've been around for 150 years and we are the open. You should have to differentiate. You're the U.S. open. We're just the open. I love John Daly just out there in his USA flag shorts. Daly's amazing. He won Great, the U.S. Um, open or won the British open back in the day so he can keep playing in it. Yeah, I saw, you know, Hassel, we do those golf pools. And are you in you, are you in Zavolinsky's yeah. pool? Actually, Dave just texted me that Dave and I have four of the same golfers, so I'm screwed. Yeah, I don't a, like the way he's been doing it this year. Um, we'll take that offline. Yeah. I don't think we'll bore the people with it. But Well, it's fun. Like One of the things I like about it is because you kind of see those guys at the bottom of the field who are like, oh, and like, oh, David Duvall's playing. Like, <laughs> oh, uh-huh. forgot that guy was still alive. Good for him. Uh, so that means I know that you're traveling this weekend, but I mean yeah. you're just going to be on your ass. No, that's I'm what not. you do. I, I really, this is probably this can be different. You, you, most major championships. See, this is my least favorite major championship. The, the British Open always has been because for most because of you my love life, America. Well, that and for most of my life, I've been a late riser. I'm talking like sometimes noon. And so I wouldn't get up in time to watch the British Open as a kid on the weekends. I, I just didn't, I didn't do it. And this week, it's because I'll, I'll be traveling. I'm going, going back to Iowa and uh, seeing family. So I don't know. I'd, I don't know if I'll watch it. I, uh, you're speaking to a lifelong Formula One fan, so I can get up and watch golf at 6 a.m. if I have to, but I I likely won't be doing a ton of that this weekend as well. I'm going on a guy's trip to Nashville. Yeehaw. What? Yeah. Who are you going with? Uh, just some friends. Who? Name them. I'm not naming them. But I want their names. I'm not telling you their names, but I'm going on a guy's trip to not Nashville. Not me. We go on, wow. Go on a, not me either. Me and these guys go on a trip every year and head Sorry. to... I, I tell Williams like three months ago, hey, I'm coming back to Iowa. I'm going to be. No, it's not three months. You're a liar. And you're like, well, I won't be there. <laughs> oh, wait. Why? What, what's going on? I'm going on a guy's trip. I booked this trip oh. in February. Uh, well, it's pretty disappointing. Yeehaw, baby. And then I try to, you know, I I, I try to get uh, hooked up with, with Van Wink. And he's like, no. No, I'm on oh, speaking of, watch. Speaking of Van Wink, um, do we have a dilation update on your wife's cervix? The last update was Monday at her appointment, three centimeters, and we haven't had any progress since then. So we're still playing the waiting game. Still got the due, due date is today. Due date is today. So we're not late. We're right on time. Due date is today. Due okay. date is today. Yeah. Yep. So well, we'll I'll see. tell you what, just speaking from experience, that second one just falls out, though. So once she gets into labor, get your ass to the hospital. Don't screw around like you did with the first one. I heard a rumor, a really nasty rumor, and it was someone from a pretty, a pretty high-ranking source inside Iowa everywhere, that one of our recent podcasts was tinkered with after the fact. Hmm. And a part about your newborn baby eating its own placenta for the first meal was potentially edited out of the podcast. It, 
Did you have anything to do with that? I didn't know about this. <laughs> hmm. Well, <laughs> well, that's interesting. Aiden, uh, can you please join the show here real quick? Uh, intern Aiden, bring him onto the program. Did you edit out the part about the baby's placenta, the baby eating its I own placenta? I did not. I did hmm. not. So who the hell did this? It's not the FCC because we don't answer to them. We don't answer to the FCC. Oh, we have to print that shirt. Hmm. Somebody was playing God. I think it made the podcast. I listened back, and it, I think it made the podcast. I listened back mm. on the way home, and I and it cut off at oh. that point. And I assumed mm. that you went in and just cut it out. Wasn't me. So, so there's your high ranking source at Iowa everywhere, Chris Williams. <laughs> Nothing gets past me, baby. <laughs> Nothing. I'm a psycho. All right, let's get into Iowa football hassle. This is of note, okay, for a lot of different reasons. But this is the first public. Uh, acknowledgement of a player being wrapped up in this gambling thing. Yeah, on either side. We haven't had a public acknowledgement from Iowa State either on anybody. Yeah. So Noah Shannon, defensive tackle, no longer going to Big Ten media days. They did put out a release yesterday. Here's what I find fascinating about this, and we can talk about the implications of the Hawks, um, is that he was already on the schedule, and then they had to pull him. I do not chalk this up to bad PR. Uh, I what's fascinating to me, it's like it's almost like they just found out that he was a part of it. Where that's what me, I don't get. This doesn't make any sense because that from what I understand, true. the schools have known the players. Ferentz had months. to have known that he was involved in the gambling investigation. I would think. I mean, I'd, I'd be stunned. Like, did we really go all this time without? the coaches knowing who is exactly tied up in this gambling investigation and who is likely going to miss time this upcoming season? I, I don't think so. So if that's the case, and if Ference did know, why was he originally on the list to go to Big Ten Media Day? It's fascinating. I don't understand this at all. Unless you were just going to ignore the gambling investigation. Clearly, Which that that's not the case, sense. right? And could you really think? I mean, when did this come out that Iowa was sending the specific? I mean, it seemed like two weeks ago. Well, it was before. It was right around when I was in Dallas because that was a storyline then so, about Kate McNamara. So not very long ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there's no way. I really don't think that Kirk Ferentz would have put him on the list and been like, you know what? This thing's going to be wrapped up in the next week. No way. I'm sure of it. No, this thing has been dragging on. How long have we... This has been going on for months. Well, that's what's fascinating to me, Chris, because it's like, is there more coming? Are more people being added to the list? Yes, that's... And I was told it was very unlikely that that would happen on both sides, that they had the list and this thing was kind of done and now they were just waiting to wrap it up and get the suspensions out. But this just made me think like, oh crap like there could be mm-hmm. more I, have, I i don't know but this the timing of this makes no sense he had to have been added based on my knowledge of how this whole like process is taking out and it is a process it's a drawn out deal it's bureaucratic you've got all these you've got agencies involved you got the ncaa you have the schools you have like it it takes a while unfortunately why did this just happen it's fascinating there's also the possibility that did did Kirk Ferentz 
know he was involved in the gambling investigation and just think that there wouldn't be really much of a punishment, if at all, and then recently learned that there is going to be a significant punishment, and and so he's going to miss a portion of the season, and that's why he needs to pull back? Boy, it's possible, but I think that that would be a huge risk because you know whoever you send is probably going to get asked a question or two about the gambling thing. Yes. And also... If he was not, if they had just picked somebody that wasn't involved in the gambling investigation, we would not know that this young man was involved in it because they wouldn't have to come out and say it and admit Mm -hmm. it. And you know that these schools, the last thing they want to do is come out and start admitting who's out. Like there's a reason that hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to do that at this point. So that made you point the finger at one of your own players because of your own, I guess, would you call it a mistake? It certainly seems that way. It certainly seems like a bad idea. I mean, nothing good is coming of this, right? Correct. And we're talking a guy that, you know, could be in the running for an all Big Ten. Absolutely could be. the, The good thing about this is, is that that is a really deep, the defensive line, really deep for Iowa this year. They've got guys they can they can plug and play. And what are we talking? What are we thinking? Two to four games, potentially? It just depends on how much they bet and right. what they bet on. And what blows my mind is that from the sounds of it, from what we've been hearing, these coaches might not know yet how much they do not these know. players at least bet. on the Iowa State side they do not know I can't speak for Iowa but and, and that is really surprising to me because this has been going on for months I would think that's the first thing you would want to know who's involved and how much did they bet because that's what the punishment is going to go on my guess Chris is that these guys are mostly lawyered up because it is a legal situation, too. It's very sure. complicated. The schools don't care about the legal situation. Because most of these cases, and I, I don't know all, but most of them are going to be like paying a speeding ticket on the legal side. Mm-hmm. The schools only care about what they have to present to the NCAA. So from what I understand, you know, there's... But the players are also dealing with the legal side, too. So you have... There's got to be like some process that works like, you know, you know, at the core of this for what we care about is the team and suspensions and all that. But there's all these other pieces of this puzzle. I just just can't believe that. Let's just say Joe Schmo, who is a potential starter. You know, he's tied up in this gambling investigation and the coach is going to go through all of these off-season activities, all these off-season plans without knowing if he bet $10 on a game, $100 on a game, or $10,000 on games. I, I can't believe that they wouldn't know that by now. I agree. I don't know what else to add. Like it, it seems like it's stringing out and taking forever. 
Well, what, what would you say the most likely scenario at Iowa is with Noah Shannon, who is going to go with Iowa to Big Ten Media Days? Kate I, McNamara I, wasn't. I think that still he got added to the list. I think that's you the think most he got likely. added. You you don't think it, he was part of the original list. You think he was just recently in the last couple weeks added. I think so. And wow. I don't know anything. I'm just going off. I'm going off of what I know. That's scary. I'm giving Ference the benefit of doubt that he would not put a guy yeah, in media just, day who's on the list. It doesn't make any sense for him to do that. I, I agree. And it doesn't make any sense that he would think that in a week or two it would be wrapped up. And, and I'll give the University of Iowa credit here, when they pull him out of media day, they were just transparent about it, which I do give them credit. Because if you pull him out without telling people, you know, you know, oh, yeah. speculation and people are, we're just going to ask questions. But they were Great just point. like, hey, you know, they were transparent about it. And mm-hmm. to me, like it, that's the way this times out. It means that he just got added. There's no way Kirk Ferentz would have sent a guy on that list to media days, in my so, opinion. So to you, does that tell you that he was potentially betting on games this summer boy it, it's possible but i doubt it I, I i don't know i don't know i don't want to really how could he have if he was part of this whole thing back before what what was the date they did that retroactive date when may they came 2nd. out what, may 2nd if it was before may 2nd then the punishment won't be as severe if it's after may 2nd Will the punishment be more severe, or less. that would less severe? Okay, so that would yeah. fall into this. It wouldn't well, be more of a punishment later in the summer because they changed the rule. No, it's better. It's better off. the The May second date was See, that doesn't make sense to me because you would because think because of Iowa and Iowa State. You would think that with all this going on, all these issues. If somebody's out there on the team, and I'm not saying Noah Shannon did this. I have no idea. But if somebody's on the team betting on sports right now, I think that's even more of an issue. Like, why wouldn't that be punished more? Because they changed the rules. and they're Because they the NCAA did an investigation. But doesn't that like, seem worse, though? If someone's Yeah, it seems really stupid it? if that was the case. I don't think that's what happened. I don't think... I don't know Noah Shannon. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like an idiot to me. You know, like, why no. would you do that? Like, he seems like a pretty bright guy. W- which is... I mean, Kirk Ferentz is only going to take people that he really, really believes in. Not yeah, just as I, a player, but as a person. I think he either got added or... There was some sort of, I just, there's no way Kirk would be like, knowing that questions will be asked about this. I mean, not, it wasn't even just Iowa State players in Dallas last week being asked about gambling. Like, it is mm-hmm. a nationwide story. And it's not just poking Iowa and Iowa State. Like, this, the NCAA did their sweep of the country and found out that, like, a ton of people are doing this, which is why they went in and loosened up all the regulations and all that. So, I, yet, Iowa and Iowa State are still the only ones Correct. that have to face the music. Iowa and Iowa State, unfortunately, are in a state with a pretty aggressive DCI on this, from what I've gathered. Like I could you imagine like if Tennessee did like a sweep and like geofence these places like Iowa did? 
trying to we, catch these We talked about athletes. this a, a little bit oh. a couple of months ago when this came out. Because you, you guys, you know, listening to the coverage from from you and Keith Murphy, you know, mentioning this DCI. I'm like, what the hell is a DCI? Like, that's not a national. That That is an Iowa thing. Yeah. So, so I, I researched people. other states and how they go about uh, this state force. And most states, that that's just something that they'll put on like state troopers. I mean, there's not this like special investigative yeah. force that this Could is you all imagine they do. If in the state of Alabama this happened with Auburn and Alabama fans. Oh my these God. people I mean, governors it, would lose their jobs. Like yeah. this would be and it would be a major national story, but since it's Iowa and Iowa State, I'm telling you, there aren't there aren't a ton of people nationally that even know this is going on just because it's Iowa and Iowa State. So Cole asks, he goes, and still no more schools being investigated. Yeah, Cole, it's not like the NCAA picked on Iowa and Iowa State. It's our own like criminal system that did this. So in in whatever, like they're in their minds, I guess, doing their job, but it's still really bad PR. For those people. Okay, so the like way I understand it, though, is the DCI is investigating the underage element of it. The NCAA is investigating the gambling Correct. on sports part of it. So Correct. the DCI doesn't care about that. But the DCI, it, this doesn't happen if the DCI isn't digging into it to begin with and setting exactly. up these offenses. The Correct. DCI yeah. brought all this on, and now all their information goes to the NCAA, and they can decide the punishment on the field. Yeah. And to Matt's point, like Iowa and Iowa State don't really care about the underage thing. That doesn't impact them. Mm -hmm. That's, and, again, and, and like that's what, equivalent like, why to a guy D getting a speeding ticket. Does, why is the DCI putting all these resources into a 19-year-old placing a $50 bet? Like, I, I don't get that. It just seems... It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, what are you doing? That's not, I don't think anyway. Why is that like on the priority list to bust these 19 and 20 year olds for underage gambling? They're not like, it's bad PR showing for them, fake IDs for going sure. into casinos. Yeah, that's a totally different deal. Yeah. Hey, I want to give a shout out, uh, remind everybody that coming up starting tonight, Wild Road, if you're in the Emmitsburg area tonight, uh, oh, Firehouse. Yeah, we fire rock uh, tonight in Emmitsburg. We got the firehouse concert. All shows are free outdoors, all ages. You can take the kids tomorrow night. Wild Rose in Clinton, and then on Saturday night, Wild Rose in Jefferson. Is there that any is chance? Beautiful campus up there in Jefferson. By the way, I've been there a lot. Any chance that Firehouse covers Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town song? <laughs> Any chance? I would love to hear him try. I think that would be hilarious. Could you imagine Firehouse singing that town? And then, like, have you watched the music video? I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. It's what a deal. I tried to look it up, but CMT took it down. <laughs> <laughs> did you know there's like a text chain you can get in and if you say something if if a company does something that is perceived as woke mm -hmm. they send yep. you a text and then you boycott that 
that that's company. how I, I knew that CMT took it down. I saw somebody tweet that they got a woke alert on CMT. So now <laughs> yeah, CMT so I is thought, in the... You must have seen the same tweet. So I, the, when that story came up, and we're not going to get into the political side of this, but... <laughs> well, we're, we make fun of everybody. Nobody's safe on right. two guys. Right. But I would like to know, where was Jason Aldean on your sliding scale of douche country? Oh, I used to really like him... Um, I've I've I, liked a lot of his songs. Yeah, I don't, and really I'm not consider, a big country guy. I don't consider him really douche. He's more like country rock, which is different. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't think he's really that that much douche country. I I most of these guys and gals, well, not not really the women, because the women I don't feel like change their persona very much. Like they they kind of just are who they are. A lot of these country artists that are male, they. They start off their career singing about stuff I'm interested in, like, you know, beer and trucks and their dogs and stuff like that. And then when they just start doing, like, the ballads and stuff and everything's about their kids, it's just like, it's just not, it's not really what I'm into. Wow. Look at Ben. Ben, we're going to get taken down. I like for... Jason Aldean. I, I mean, his music. I, I, There's no music. I've been to a I'm not bunch playing of the audio. This is just, I think, okay. the, isn't the, the video is what's upsetting people? Oh, well, it's, it's the, a, no, it's everything. People no. are upset about everything. Well, he's been very outspoken over the years about his political beliefs too. So the guy mm-hmm. kind of already had a target on his back. And anyways, did you see? He's basically what happened? saying if you try to do that crap, we're going to shoot you. <laughs> did you see what happened at the Miranda Lambert concert? No, God, what? She's the best female country artist of all time, by the way. Apparently, someone was like taking a selfie or a picture like with her friends and Miranda Lambert while she was singing saw it and just went nuts called them out said hey I'm singing up here eyes up here oh Oh, yeah really oh yeah yeah she seems like one of the most down-to-earth like does she I mean she sings about like soaking guys in gasoline and lighting them on fire Gunpowder and lead. (laughs) You come up here, I'll stick a rifle down your throat. I love Miranda Lambert. That's surprising me that she did that. I I just, I wouldn't see, I didn't see that coming. I'll be damned. I'll be Uh, damned. Let's go to the Pac-12. Prime is not going to make the Pac-12's media day tomorrow. He's having another surgery on the foot. I want to, the Pac, I want to does, does the Pac-12 only have one media day? Yeah, I think <laughs> they only just have one thir- Just Friday? From what I understand, today like, is their board of directors meeting where they may or may not get news on television rights. And um, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. I love this, this Deion Sanders quote about his foot and having surgery is just, I mean, this is, this is just great. He goes, this is how the devil works. Says Prime. This video is disgusting. <laughs> he released this video. He wanted people to see this. It's showing his mutilated foot, which doesn't have the big toe. <laughs> Prime says, uh, he, and he's speaking about the devil, so Satan. He thinks that if he can stop my mobility, he can stop my ability. He can't do that. He can't stop my mobility, first and foremost. And that don't stop my ability. My ability is God-given. You can't touch that. And he follows up to say, I promise you that when we go to TCU, I'm running out in front of our team. 
I oh. promise you that. Well, I mean, so I, I hope I hope Dion, he is able to still um, lead a regular mobile life. I mean, so it is serious surgery, but yeah, according to Colorado's head coach, the devil is the reason, like Satan is the reason why the Pac-12's most visible figure will not be at its media day on Friday. I mean, it's kind of par for the course for the Pac-12. <laughs> you read right into it, brother. Yeah. I put it on a tee for you. You knocked it out of the park. Giddy up. I mean, the one guy that <laughs> anybody nationally to to. would love to hear from, and the one reason why you're going to be playing stuff from Pac-12 media day other than USC. Because USC, even though they're leaving, they're still there this year, and they that's a that's a hot commodity there. Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams is the Heisman favorite. They are a slick playoff pick. But outside of that, it's just Colorado. It's just Deion Sanders specifically, not Colorado. It's Deion Sanders because Colorado, let's be honest, they're going to suck. But it ain't going to be because of the devil. Well, the devil is going to try and make them win only two games. But that's not how it works. <laughs> this reminds Jesus me of is going to will the Buffaloes to four wins this year. When, um, you know, after a big win, somebody will have a microphone in their face and they'll say, that, well, the first thing I want to do is thank God for allowing this to happen. It's like, God, is God really punishing the other team for you? <laughs> like what you think God? Yeah, how arrogant is that? It, it, it is one of my pet peeves. Now, I have no problem with people being religious. That's great. But it, but to think that God was the reason you won a game? Come on. Um Yeah, so that's going on out west. Now, we do have a slight update on this Pac-12 media deal. These these people and and I I somewhat blame the media on how we're framing tweets and headlines. Because you'll read these tweets and you'll think, oh, there's progress on this this update on the the Big 12 expansion slash Pac-12 media deal. Mm-hmm. And my really good friend, I still love him to this day, I read everything he does, is Sean Keeler. Keel! Best, best columnist we've ever had at the Des Moines Register. It was a, oh, it was a it was huge criminal mistake that, to let him go. Oh, it, he was the best. I just love him to death. He's out in Denver now and... He's covering, you know, all the Denver teams, and he's really on this uh, Dion thing now, and it's great to watch him succeed out there. He spoke to the Colorado Chancellor yesterday, and it made all these headlines last night. That, oh, the, the Colorado Chancellor says that the Pac-12 wants to stay together. and No shit. That's always been the case. Like, um, if you read the things closely, the Colorado Chancellor in, in, in Keeler's column is also saying, like, that the Colorado Chancellor said that his expectations for the Pac-12 media deal is for that league without USC and UCLA to be third in revenue of the power conferences. Well, that that's impossible. Correct. So, like, read a little deeper deeper here, folks. Like, if that is the expectation, whatever the Pac-12 commissioner tells them today is going to be a failure to the chancellors and presidents. I mean, it, it's impossible unless. 
someone is going to just criminally overpay for like the Apple or Amazon. Right. There's just we're talking about business people here. There's just there's no way that someone would overpay like that. I mean, I I would think without USC and UCLA, if you can keep everybody else together at best maybe 75% of what the Big 12 got. Yeah. But I would be worried if but the I'm... Big 12 is all linear like the the difference here is like I think even to get that Chris they would have to have like half their games on streaming. Which Yes. We've yeah. also been told via reporting that the Pac-12 is not that interested in. They would like to still be on television. Well, of course they would like that. Yeah. But is that a reality? And also, I, I just if you're a media company, whether you're linear or you're streaming, are you really going to sink all this money into the Pac-12, these 10 teams remaining in the Pac-12, and maybe you add it, San Diego State, Boise, whatever, when at any moment it feels like the Big Ten can just take whoever they want, Washington, Oregon, and maybe the Big 12 can still do it too with the, the four-corner schools. I, I, I think that there would have to be a lot of language in there protecting these media companies that are spending this money a lot of language in there that protects them if one of these teams decides to leave because that of course changes everything the thing too that does not get talked about enough in this and you can make fun of me for being too big of a geek about this media stuff but i love it the pac-12 is only valuable because of the time zone right like we they bragged about it for years like we we have the Pac-12, After Dark, all that. TV-wise, yeah, you can start a game at 10.30 Eastern on if, ESPN. Yeah, correct. Makes sense. We all love watching those late-night Pac-12 things. What people don't talk about enough is that, let's say four of those schools go to the Big 12. I can't really use the Big 10 as an example here because they're not with ESPN anymore, right? They don't have any games mm-hmm. on ESPN. Correct. So let's say those four go to the Pac- the Big 12. Well, there's a what's called a pro rata in the Big 12's contract that if they bring in any Power 5 team, current Power 5 team, the ESPN will pay for that. Okay? Mm-hmm. They'll give them extra money to bring those teams in to make them whole. Well, then the only advantage that the Pac-12 had is now in the Big 12, and then ESPN doesn't have to pay for, say, Oregon State, Washington State, teams that they really don't want. Mm -hmm. And then you look at this new Big 12, and it's like, well, you've got five teams that are in the mountain to Pacific time zone, been, I mean, basically Texas Tech's really damn close, right? Like, you've got... Then the Pac-12 has lost all of its bargaining power, and that's really what it is. It's not these teams, like... Chris, they're not like ESPN isn't like, oh, man, we really want to have Arizona games on Arizona football games on or Arizona State. Like these teams don't draw alone, but they do because of that TV time. And they would still have that. They would still own that. And they can't get USC because Fox owns that property. Right. So 
It's really a fascinating political deal. The other aspect of this that's interesting is if Fox would pay the pro rata to the Big 12 if they added teams. We know that ESPN would because I think I, I truly think ESPN wants the Pac-12 to break up. They have to be a little more careful about this because of how Bob Bullsby <laughs> called him to the carpet and stuff. But I think business-wise, that would make sense. The problem is Fox and ESPN don't necessarily play nice with each other. Man, I just got geeky on that. But does that all make sense to you? It does, yes. Okay. What doesn't make sense is that the Pac-12 thinks that they could potentially get as much, if not more, than the Big 12. Doesn't make sense. And it's not going to happen. Shout out to our friends at Circa. I, late last night, got all of my open championship bets in. The Circa Sports Iowa. I'm not kidding you. I did this last night where I I had some guys that I wanted to place bets on. I was getting like three, four hundred points more value with Circa than I was their competitors. They are amazing at this golf thing. I I mean I, I got like Victor Hovland is a guy I put five bucks on. Mm-hmm. I got like four hundred and fifty more points on Circa than I would have at any other sports book. What was Hovland? Fifteen to one? No, I got him at like twenty three hundred really? or something like that. Yeah, oh, like he was okay. he was in the teens at every other book. Great. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not lying to you about this. Just go check it out. So if you're gonna bet on the Open Championship this weekend, even the live betting, all that stuff, do it with our friends at Circa. We will be out there for week zero of the college football season. If anybody wants to go, I'm gonna. I know I'm doing Circa Survivor, and uh, I'm sure I'll do Circa Millions Five as well. The biggest. Pro football contest in Vegas. I got to see if Hassel will do one of these with me. I think I will. Yeah, I, I want to be a part of it. This will be fun. I want some skin in the game. Let's go to SEC media days that have been going on. Uh, really, the breaking news out of this is that Nick Saban. This comes from Ross Dellinger. Nick Saban's favorite cake is carrot cake. <laughs> Nick Saban was something else yesterday. He we. Um, We've had Josh Pate on CBS Sports HQ every day this week, and he's had sit-downs with all the big-time coaches. He had a sit-down with Nick Saban. That was the first thing he talked to Saban about. And then, and we'll go back to the carrot cake because I know you want to get into this. But then he asked Saban if he went anywhere on vacation this summer. And Saban was like, yeah, Mr. Terry got me out to Europe. We went. The Amalfi Coast, went to Florence, saw the statue of David, I saw the That's nice. Mediterranean Sea, food was good. I wish I had stayed home, though. He's just like... He said that? He's, yeah, he's like, all these places, all these... <laughs> Didn't he like, say, everywhere I went, there was a roll tide? Yeah, he did. He's a, these, these cats didn't even speak English, but they say, roll tide. But <laughs> what these coaches, and it, it's not just Saban, Kirby Smart was the same way. They go on these vacations to these places like that I went, where you just it's just an outrageous price. And it's incredible, like once in a lifetime stuff. And these coaches are like, "Yeah, I wish I'd just stayed home. I did. I just went for my wife." These guys are all crazy. 
They just want to stay They're all home nuts. and watch tape and just prepare for the season. They don't They're all insane. want anything to do with other countries and travel and that. no. This is why I like uh, Kiffin. You know, he actually He's a talks. strange bird. Yeah, and Kiffin. Whew. Yeah, I just the older I get, the less impressed I am with these like really. I mean, they're impressive individuals. They're high achievers. They achieve all this stuff. That's great. But it's like, I I sat at Big Twelve Media Days last week and watched every coach's press conference, and like they don't say anything. It is incredible how good some of these guys are at saying a lot without actually revealing anything. It's crazy. The only thing I thought, like, Gundy, in in the Big 12 at least, Mike Gundy will talk. You know what he's thinking. (laughs) Um, And then Brent Vittables kind of did as well. Like, he's getting a little bit defensive. I don't think Brent Vittables wants any piece of the SEC for what it's worth. I don't don't know if he's going to get it. I mean, if... If they don't win at least nine games, and they won six last year, nine, ten games, he might be out. So anyways, Nick Saban's favorite cake is carrot cake. I like carrot cake. You like carrot cake? I love it. You know why? It's that cream cheese frosting that they usually put on the carrot cake. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Well, it's, you got to have the cream cheese frosting. You have to have that, or else what is it? Is um, let me ask you this: Is cheesecake cake hmm. or is that pie? It's cake. Obviously, it's got cake in the name. But it doesn't. But I, it's not really cake. It's. I mean, it's really more of a pie. It's, isn't it's it? definitely closer to a pie. It feels than like it is. is a cake. I mean, if cheese, if cheesecake cheese cake cake cake. should be like spongy, it yeah. should be that spongy type breading. It's like, yeah, bread is how I would think yes. of it. Like, there's, now, you'll have an, a layer of bread crumbs on the edge of the cheesecake. What is this, Matt? Oh, we're getting cheesecake really good at hybrid both. between it's cake and pie. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid between cake and pie. Yeah. We're both right. It's like, a, it's like an option quarterback. And cheesecake's gr- cheesecake can be amazing. If it's considered cake, I think cheesecake is definitely my favorite cake. But if it's not, uh, I'm. But I'm what down kind? Of, like just plain cheesecake? I like any kind of cheesecake, honestly. But what would you pick? Um, I like the marble type, where you have like the caramel and like the little, okay. maybe like the Oreo crumbs on it. Just depends on who makes my it. My I, I also cake. like the raspberry. You know, the swirls. Yeah, and, and the counterclockwise swirls. Great. <laughs> With a pinch at the end. My favorite cake is very simple. It is the yellow cake with chocolate frosting. Really? Just a box yeah. cake? Just a box yellow cake? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. That is... Is it because it's black and gold? <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but no. It's just... It's got a great taste. You layer that that chocolate frosting on there. Mm, I, I don't like I don't like too much in the cake. Yeah, I used to go to a cheesecake factory. I'd get the Chris's outrageous cake. You've ever had that? Oh my god! It's got like fifteen different things in it. One slice of it's probably three thousand calories. 
There's the yellow kick. Yeah. With that uh, little Van Winkle, piece of chocolate Aiden, in the middle. Open up your microphones, please. We need to do a roundtable on favorite cakes. Aiden, intern Aiden, you can go first. Which, what's your favorite cake, son? Well, if cheesecake counts as a cake, I'm taking that in a heartbeat. Good That's move. my boat. I'm a, I'm a cheesecake Wait, guy. You're but all I do like cheesecake? I like chocolate, though. I like like a German chocolate cake. Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. See, so the Chris's Outrageous had some German chocolate in it. Oh. I, I understand that red velvet is just chocolate cake, but red velvet is probably my favorite. Is it really? Red velvet is just chocolate cake? Yeah. yeah dyed red. I think it's yeah. cream cheese frosting, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. More you know. The, the intern teaching us today. I didn't know that. You actually you have to put your at- thumb in the red velvet cake to cook it correctly. <laughs> put the thumbprint right in the middle of it. You can get all of this at Fairway Meat and Grocery. Van Winkle's going to be heading to Fairway right when we get off the show. I actually am. I actually am going to Fairway. <laughs> <laughs> we need some groceries before this baby comes. Do they sell placenta at Fairway? <laughs> Make sure you get some... Um, uh, make sure you get some paper towels in case that mucus plug breaks. Wait a second. All over the floor. Paul says, learned about how good mayonnaise cake is what? after moving out to the East Coast. What the hell is mayonnaise cake? Van Wink, you got to look this well, up. Well, you know mayonnaise is just vinegar and whipped egg like whites, right? And egg, yeah. Like, yeah. My neighbors across the street yeah, make I'm their on. own mayonnaise. Now, I bet that's a lot better than this mayonnaise garbage they sell in stores and they have in restaurants. I hate mayonnaise. Hate it with a passion. Really? You like Miracle Whip? I hate Miracle Whip. So do you like other white sauces or just hate mayonnaise? Like ranch? You like ranch? Do not like ranch. Wow. Love You're just like Bloom. Blue Bloom cheese. hates all white sauces. Well, but I love blue Alfredo. cheese. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I just... I think what oh there's the mayonnaise cake. I mean it looks it looks delicious. Pretty good. It's a huh, interesting. Okay, so Paul says replace the eggs and oil with mayonnaise. I don't know. I that's uh, I, I there's certain things I can't do. Mayonnaise is one of them. I just I don't I hate the name. It sounds disgusting. It's ruined too many sandwiches that I've ordered not knowing mayonnaise was on them. I just, I don't get along with mayonnaise. I hate mayonnaise and mustard and pickles. Oh, see, mustard, I could drink mustard. I could just, if you give me a bottle of mustard and a thing of pickles, I think I'd You're be You're just good. like my daughter. Cameron's the same damn way. See, but I hate hey. cucumber. I hate cucumber with a passion. Love pickles. All right, that's it for uh, that's what we got for SEC Media Days. Hey, now, Kelderman Williams, Williams go, go ahead with your Kelderman read. Well, we I was going to say Chad Lysko will be at the Big Ten Media Days coming up for us next week, and it'll be presented by our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing. They got they do all sorts of awesome stuff down there in Oskaloosa. My guy Jeff is the man, but they do laser tube cutting. And the more I talk about this on these podcasts, the more I realize like there's like a huge need for this in the agriculture community. So if a bunch of our channel seedsmen are out there and you need laser tube cutting coming up in harvest and all that good stuff, we've got your guy. We've got your team at Kelderman Manufacturing in Oskaloosa. Again, they'll have our Big Ten Media Days coverage coming up next week. 
What were you going to, what, what? Well, I've got a bone to pick with you because once again, something that I sent to talk about in the show is not included in your rundown. What? I, I see the tweet from last night previewing the show, and Van Wink included included a picture. Here it is this of picture. me and my best friend John from high school, and, and I see. It, I'm like, what the hell is this? Why is why did you add this picture? This is, what are we talking about today? Oh, and he's like, you're going back to your reunion. Well, your high school reunion. Yeah. So Van Wink reads my. I I'm sorry. Emails. I just you copy don't. and pasted it. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I just missed it. So you're um, actually going to go to this thing? Well, no. Did I say that? Because I figured you wouldn't be that well liked based on what you've told us I, about I your high school. I wanted to talk days. with you about this because I, okay. growing up, I think you always just assume, you know, you see the movies, you see the commercials, you just assume that everybody goes to these high school reunions. That's just what you do. And then you become part of it. And I've never been. I, I didn't go to my five year. I didn't go to my 10 year, my 15. This is number 20. This is my 20th reunion. I've never been to one, but it just so happens that the Muscatine class of 2003 reunion is when I am back. And I don't, I don't think I was, am going to go. Kristen in your class? No, Kristen is a year older than me. Yeah, you should go. You're the guy. Well, I mean, wait, you went so if off. Kristen was in my class. You would say no, don't go. I'm just saying, like, you got a you got a hot wife. You went off and be. You have like a job on national television. You're on Iowa everywhere. For God's sake, go and puff your chest out a little bit. As you say that. Van Wink pulls up the notable alumni from Muscatine High School, and it's like. I'm not a part of it. Hey, so, it's Ben Barkema. That's my good buddy. I didn't know Ben was from there. I ben was ben a friend Bar- of mine in high school. I was love pissed ben. at him. Pissed when he decided to go to Iowa State instead of Iowa. I have a great Ben Barkema story. You want to hear it? Sure. So he ran in the same crowd that I did. I lived with a couple of football players. And we're all drinking at our place on a Thursday night. This is back when I did that State of the Nation show with Dason Miller. Mm-hmm. And I had no business being on this show. Looking back, like I didn't have analysis on football. Like I was just this kid. So what, they, they would bring you in to break down Iowa State football. Yeah, I would be like their Cyclone Insider. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, this one night we're all having beers and we have this show on in the background. And Barkema and another—I don't remember who it was—but somebody else from his tight end group is is in our place and we're all having a good time pre-game and getting ready to go out and we have state of the nation on in the background and all of a sudden like i come on for my like bit and i just start shitting all over iowa state's tight ends these tight ends <laughs> are the worst in the big 12 absolutely terrible brett meyer doesn't have anyone to throw to he's got todd blythe but there's no tight ends they can't block they can't catch and Barkham is just sitting there just staring at me like, you son of a bitch. That's great. Good I, lesson for a young sports writer, though. If you're going to talk shit, you better yeah. be able to look somebody in you, the you, eye. W- what you say about somebody, make sure you can yeah, say that to them to their face. He's a really good guy. Uh, so I didn't know he was from Muscat. Yeah, I, I grew up playing sports with him. He was a great basketball player, too. He was always the best athlete in the class. Um, but I, I'll never forget sitting at my dad's house 
watching the, I don't know if it was 04 or 05, the Iowa State, all they had to do was beat some horrible team to go to the Big 12 championship game. And it was against Kansas. a huge late pass in that game. And I was devastated because I was friends with Ben and I liked him. And my dad was just laughing his ass off. See, this is why he could never cut it at Iowa. He sucks. It's like, Jesus, Dad. God, your dad's the worst. You know that. (laughs) Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Anyway, so you've never been to a high school reunion either? Yeah, I went... I've, I mean, Ben Barkham, I guarantee you, is not showing up to the high I school. I actually reunion. think that it may be different. I think in a small town like mine, I think they may be a bigger deal. But we're having our 20th, and it's Labor Day weekend. I can't go. There's football. Yeah, it was, yeah it's football like, I just, season. I can't. Now. I can't go. I went to our 15th, and it was a really disappointing crowd. Really disappointing. So, like, the, the, the picture that Matt used is me and my, my best friend, John Green. Is John like, going? He lives in... No, he lives in College Station, Texas. He's not going. John looks like a bit of an outlaw. We, that was a game at North Scott. And we were just dressing up as like hicks because North Scott was a farming community. (laughs) You guys are terrible. (laughs) Yeah. But we look damn cool, don't we? I mean, looking back on it, we wanted to look like just total hicks, but we look pretty damn cool. John looks like he should be in a Jason Aldean video. I look like Jason Aldean. <laughs> I've got I've got his facial hair. Your dad is now on the chat saying, come say that to my face, Williams. <laughs> I'm going to try next week, Don. So the reason I told my dad you're not coming, so. Well, I'm going to try. I, I just All right, we'll see. got stuff going on. Um, right I, the reason I don't want to go, and I'm thinking I'm not going to go, is I haven't been to one. And I've looked at the list of, there's like a Facebook group of people that are, you know, definitely going and the people that maybe will go and the people that aren't going. <laughs> And I looked at the list of the people that are going, and I swear, I, I don't remember 50% of them. I don't remember them at all. So that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about showing up, someone, come, oh, hey, Chris, good to see you. And I have no idea who they are. And maybe it's the other way around. Maybe I go, well, hey, Gerald. And Gerald's so like, problem. who the hell are you? Everybody, how many people did you graduate with? Uh, 300 probably. See, I had a hundred. So like we were much closer because there weren't as many of us. It's harder. It's a lot harder to remember 300 people. Yeah. You know, but I remember when I graduated, I knew everybody in my grade. I knew them all. Now I, there's some people I probably never talked to, but I knew who they were. And it's scary 
that now I don't know who half of them are. I, I cannot place them. Look at this. <laughs> See, I told you, I look like Aldine. Good job, Ben Wink. And look, I've got the American flag bandana around my neck. I, I'm more Jason Aldean 23 than he is. I say this to your to Don Hassel. Y'all come and say that in a small town. <laughs> say that in a small town. See what happens to you. All right, let's do these quick hitters real quick. Let's knock these out. Uh, black turf. Where where did you find this black turf? Oh, Somebody's- my God. Wow. God, how hot was that? Some be? school, I think in New York. Holy mac! Imagine that on doing hot. black turf. And wow. It, not only does it look terrible, but yes, on a hot day, can you imagine that? Summertime, playing on that field. I hope they're playing on night that games. Field. I, I hate this trend. I hate it. Like, Boise, Everybody's fine. copying Matt Campbell. They just want to do the black. Shut up. This is Boise all Matt did Campbell. It. Back in the day, the blue turf, that was... That was their thing. It looks terrible, but you know what? It's their thing, and they were really good. They can keep it. But these other schools that have done the red, and like Central Arkansas has like a purple and gray striped thing. It looks terrible, and it's no longer unique. Boise State was unique. They started this. Just because you do a color that no one else has, this is not unique. It looks terrible. I'm tired of it. Next thing you know, Matt Campbell will be coaching at this high school. (laughs) Iowa State has the best field, one of the best, in the country. The best. Natural grass. Which is damn hard for those Big Ten and Iowa State to do when it gets cold. Like It's hard to keep Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a challenge. That's one of the things that I miss about old Kinnick Stadium was the the natural grass field. But Kinnick Stadium had a terrible drainage issue, and they didn't want to fix it, or they couldn't fix it. It's surprising to me how many high schools have turf now. Well, there, over the long run, I think cheaper. it is cheaper. Yeah, that's what they say. Um, I didn't even know. Here, Iowa has a new logo. Here's what's shot. I don't care. I don't really have an opinion. I didn't know like the governor could just be like, "Hey, we got a new slogan." Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I didn't I know guess. that was. I mean, I don't. I didn't know that I was a know. thing. I mean, I didn't remember what the old logo was. Do you remember the old logo no. off the well, top I, of your I, head? I, I could see it, but I have no idea what the words were. Like, I, so this the new logo is Iowa Freedom to Flourish, and the only reason I know about this is because my dad sent it to the group text and he was bitching about it. And my dad, so the old one said, the people of Iowa welcome you, Iowa, fields of opportunities. And Iowa, or my dad thinks that this one sucks because it doesn't have any like corn in it. Yeah, we need the For his entire life, my dad has been pissed every time Iowa is looped in with cornfields anytime they would show a combine uh, during an iowa game or a cornfield yeah they think we're a bunch of hicks bunch of farmers and now just because he doesn't like the governor he hates this logo (laughs) and he wants corn on the logo i just didn't know 
I don't know how this works. I didn't know that the governor could just one day be like, "Hey, we're changing all the branding of the state." Like I did because it makes it political, and then like peop, half the people are going to hate it. And I thought there, I figured there was like some sort of a process to this, but I, I don't I know. Don't, maybe there is. Maybe the, I mean, aren't the majority of people uh, in these positions in Iowa Republicans? So I mean, it, maybe it wasn't just her, but she had to have a, a majority to push this thing through, and she got it done. My dad hates the license plates. Oh, the, the new black license, you know, they did the black license plates because of Campbell. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we we got to keep this guy in our state. He's the best coach in the country. He needs to be able to have a black license plate. I what? miss the old uh, just plain blue license plates from, from the <laughs> 80s and 90s. Old school. <laughs> yeah. Bring those back. Florida's uh, got a good license plate. Florida's got uh, we have a bunch of different options like to choose from stuff, right? Well, we had the main one has oranges on it, huh. but we can also have you know sea turtles, surfers. It's it's pretty it's pretty damn nice. I All have right, no idea go. what our slogan is. Appreciate you. you. This that's an this iconic a- license plate, Williams. This was a fun show. If I come down there sometime, could we rent like a Jeep and drive out to Key West on A1A? Yeah, I guess. Jesus Christ. I mean, I have what? a convertible. Is that not? Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I always want okay. the top down. Get a DD. We could like tiki bar hop the whole way. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. That's what daddy wants to do. Daddy, I like it. All right. Have a great weekend. Uh, get here safely. I'll be uh, heading south. You come north, I'm going south. On your boys trip and you won't tell us who the boys are. I'm not telling you who the boys are. Just not us. Not you. Okay. Aiden Wyatt, uh, great job with your intern facts today. Maddie Van Winks. Hey, I hope you have Thank the you. baby soon. Safely. We, we've had a lot of fun with your wife's cervix, but... All we're I thinking will about most you, likely man. have this baby by Monday's show. I hope so, and hope we're, so. we're thinking about you. And Thank you. The family, we love you. Appreciate it. All right, uh, he's Chris Hassel. I'm Chris Williams. Thanks to all of our great sponsors and all of you for listening and watching here on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.